welcome to the next episode in the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm Senior Pastor Team Leader at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Today's episode is entitled Love and Its Opposite, which is the title of an album by Everything But The Girl, one of my favourite groups. The text that we're looking at is 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18 to 20. It's a serious subject that we're digging into today, so let's pause and ask for God's help in prayer. Lord, as we look at these challenging, vital verses, we pray that you would pour your forgiveness and grace into our lives, and also as we read and reflect and pray, that you would give us your spirit in such a way that we can live lives that are conformed to your word, lives that are full of light in an age where there is much darkness, lives that are full of love in an age where there is much manipulation, lives that are conformed to the pattern of our wonderful Lord Jesus. So we lift our prayers to you, and we do so in Jesus' name. Amen. A short reading then, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 18 to 20. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. The phrase at the beginning of verse 18 is our focus today, flee sexual immorality. And to say some positive things, first of all, we are created to love. And one of those, one of the expressions of love is love expressed in sexual union. One man and one woman faithful to one another in marriage. This is a wonderful thing. There are many other ways that love can be expressed, love between brothers, love within the church of God. Sexual union, the love in a marriage, is only one way that love can be expressed. But it's a good way, it's a God way, and marriage should be honoured by all. But one of the things that happens in our world is that something that is good and wonderful and created by God for our enjoyment is taken by the devil and perverted. And we see that's what happens here in Corinth. Corinth, actually, in the first century world, was a bit of a byword for sexual immorality. The verses that we didn't read that immediately precede verse 18 talk about prostitution at Corinth, and Corinth was a hotbed for this sort of activity. 
there was a, a temple in the centre of the city that was surrounded by prostitutes and the church had been drawn into this sort of activity. The word for sexual immorality is in the Greek the word porneia and it's the word from which we get our modern word pornography. And I just want to reflect on that for a moment because it is a huge problem globally. It has been amplified by the advent of the internet and the easy access of pornography for many people. Whereas previously people would have gone, mainly men, perhaps surreptitiously into a newsagent and they would have got magazines from the top shelf. Now it's so easy to access pornography. It's only a click away. And as I said, it's a, a huge problem. It's a problem that is not often named in church life, but it's a real problem and we need to name it. There are all sorts of statistics that are flying around for the church in North America and also the church in Western Europe that show that the use of pornography, particularly among men, is very high indeed. Just one telling statistic that I heard that actually when Christian leaders come together in hotels, they might be on a conference or something like that, and they go back to their hotel rooms. The basic statistic is that the hotel will often see an increase in the number of people accessing pornography when there is a Christian conference on, an increase to what they would experience at other times, accessing pornography through television and internet and so on. That's a pretty terrifying statistic, I think. And the thing about pornography is that it distorts something that is good and from God. Something, sexual union, that is wonderful when it's enjoyed within marriage in the right way is distorted. Instead of being about love, it becomes about exploitation. And I want to encourage all of those who are listening, men and women, to flee from sexual immorality. Notice that sense of running away. We're not to dally with it. We're not to dither around with it. We are to flee from it. And if you have a problem in this area, I encourage you to hook up with an accountability partner. You can get appropriate software on your computer that helps you with this. Don't allow this to become a problem. Don't allow this to be, become something that eats away in your life. And, it, and if it has done so already, repent, turn back to God and seek help. This is not easy to do. And I want to just focus us for the final part of this reflection on the motivation to do this. The end of verse 19 and flowing into verse 20, we read this. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. What wonderful, freeing and exciting words those are. It's no good just saying no to pornography. It's no good just saying no to sexual immorality and then being left with a vacuum in our lives. 
Rather, we should focus on what is good and what is wholesome and what is positive. And whatever our marriage state, whatever our situation in life, we can focus on these wonderful words. We are bought with a price. We are not our own. These words direct us to the God who loves us, the God who is ultimately satisfying when we find our satisfaction in him. We read earlier in verse 19 that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. What a a wonderful thought that is, that God the Holy Spirit lives in us. Let's press into these things. Let's understand and appreciate these things more. So yes, flee from sexual immorality, but yes, also flee to our God. Be satisfied in him. Find your joy in him. When you're empty, when you have desires that aren't being fulfilled, turn to him and be completely satisfied. Read his word. Receive afresh the Holy Spirit. Contemplate his wonderful character, his wonderful ways. Pornography then will fade in its significance, fade in its importance. So really there are two points today. Firstly, flee from sexual immorality, but secondly, flee to our wonderful God. If we do both these things, then our lives will be full of light, our lives will be full of grace, our lives will honour our God. We pray. Lord, we thank you for these words that are sobering, that bring us up short, that challenge us. For any who are particularly challenged today, I want to pray that the vows that hopefully are being made now will stick, that they will become reality. Lord, help people to search for accountability partners, to get the right software on the computer to flee from sexual immorality but also Lord help such people help all of us to flee to you thank you that you don't just call us to run away from something but the, you, you invite us you encourage us to run to yourself and to rejoice, to exalt in the power of the Holy Spirit, to rejoice that we have been brought with a price, that you love us, that you care for us, that you open up a whole new life of fulfilled desire, exalting, rejoicing, basking in your love, and sharing that love with others. So, Lord, give us this new focus Even as we turn from what is wrong, strengthen us. Help us, we pray, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.